You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com. Hi guys, my name is Allie and I'm on the Tiny Home Tours team um, at Satya Creative. And I'm sitting down with Tasha today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you so much. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm Natasha. I'm from Tasha Ball Trades and it's my Instagram handle. Um, I started it because I wanted to just kind of share my experiences just as I wander throughout life. I recently moved full-time into my van during the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) You are brave. (laughs) Thank you. It it was different for sure. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, so for those of for the people who haven't seen your episode, like what what made you choose van life and how's it going so far? Hmm. So van life was something that popped into like my view a few years back. I it started off with little Google searches of like inexpensive ways to travel. Um ways to travel with a family and not have to pay for everywhere that you go, you know, just like typing things in. And as different things were happening in my life, those Google searches started to adjust a little bit, like single mom traveling with child and all these types of things. And um, I came across, and I, I don't know the name of this person, but a story of a man who him and his wife and his kids all moved into a van And they traveled around and surfed. And I was like, oh, that's like super cool. (laughs) And that led me into finding the term van life. And that made my searches a lot more targeted. And as soon as I discovered it, my interest was piqued. Like the idea that you can have a tiny home on wheels and it's not like an RV. It's just, it's whatever you want it to be was very intriguing to me. So that was the spark that started everything rolling and it was just years of years of just admiring people online and I stumbled across um a youtuber Bianca who has off the grid with a kid yes and ordered her straws I love her she's so amazing and she was the only single mom that I could find out there living van life and so I was just like wow like I don't I don't think single moms do this And I just kept looking and looking and eventually I just, I knew I wanted to do it. It was just, okay, let's get the journey started. And I will say now that I'm, have been in the van a few months, it is way easier than I thought it would be. And wow. my mind is still sometimes blown by that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's really good feedback for everyone listening a lot easier than she thought it would be. (laughs) Um, so you said you're a single mom and that's why I really wanted to sit down with you today and chat about that because there are people doing this as families, you know, we've seen in tiny homes and buses. I did it with my family for three years in a tiny home. Um, but Mm -hmm. a van, I feel like it's a 
totally different story. I mean, I sometimes felt constricted in the tiny house with two kids. Um, <laughs> I wanted to wrestle and do things, um, you know, spread out with their Legos and those kinds of things. So I really yeah. want to dig into how you make this work in a van, which is what, like yours is 80 square feet, maybe? Give or take. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, how do you no make idea. this work? How do you make it special for her? How does she still get to like get her wiggles out? How old mm-hmm. is she? Just, I love all the details. Okay. Well, my daughter, her name is Rowan. She's six years old. She just turned six. And prior to me getting the van, she was used to me watching all these videos on YouTube. And so from when she was about four, she would always see me like watching these videos. And then um, last year, we went to a little van life event. And this is after I I already bought the van. It was gutted, but it wasn't built out yet. And I saw that there's a van life event coming up in San Diego. So I took my queen bed and we shoved it in there and we drove down to the event. (laughs) And I feel like that was like as a kid, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't really care what she does Yeah. as long as she's with mom and she's having a good time. Like that's all she cares about is making friends and having fun. And so going to this event, she was enthralled with everyone's build. She would like run over to like people's little buses and like peer in and mind you, like a lot of people, like they're showing off their vehicles. So they have like the doors open so you can go and see. And a four-year-old just comes climbing in. Like, I want to see. (laughs) Like she was definitely the icebreaker for me. Like she went up to people and be like, I'm Rowan and my mom and I are going to like build out our van. (laughs) Oh, that is so cute. So she loved it. And everyone was amazing. Like they would either had toys for her to play with, or they'd give her a snack or something. And she was kind of the icebreaker. And I think she's been more excited about van life ever since that trip than even I was. Like, I had moments of fear, you know, me thinking of the pros and the cons and all these things. And she doesn't care. Like, to her, ever since we took that trip, van life equaled adventure and fun and meeting new friends. And that's all she could talk about and think about. (laughs) That's so important to remember as adults, we can allow our anxiety and our fears to overrun our brain and kids are just so in the moment. And Mm -hmm. so she's just like in the moment, enjoying this adventure. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely pushed me. How do you (laughs) deal with like stuff, you know, like, like, does she have, does she have toys that she likes to play with and you just make sure to like buy the right ones or how do you do that? (laughs) She has a lot of toys. And so to be honest, um, she's like the only grandchild on her dad's side. So she gets a lot of toys around the holidays. So we keep all the toys at family's houses. And then she does have a small amount in the van. And then she can interchange them. So whenever we go to their house, I'm like, hey, do you want to change out your toys and bring like a different set of toys? And she'll be like, oh, yeah. And she'll go and get that. But I'm generally surprised she doesn't tend to play with her toys very much um, when we're in the van. She prefers to like read or color or draw. And it's actually reflective of whatever I like to do or the things that she likes to do. Yeah. Um, so because she doesn't see me playing with her, her toys very much, she just wants to draw or read or watch a show with me. Or if we're outside, she wants to run and play in the dirt, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. We surround, I, my boys are the same. We surround kids with toys and my boys would rather dig in the mud with a stick or yes. like I would work. And so they want, you know, they want the hammer and nails and some wood, you know, they don't want the fake tools. Exactly. Exactly. So I find that her toys have been less her focus 
more than she wants to go somewhere new. Like she loves the little weekend adventures we get to take. Um, like yesterday after her school is done, we went out to one of the hot springs that are close by here and she had the best time out there. Just, you know, jumped in their bathing suit and got in the hot springs and just enjoyed playing around. And that's kind of, that's kind of our normal in the van is we do our work, we do our school, and then we try to find some little time for some type of adventure. Yeah, that's so fun. So speaking <laughs> of that, you are one of the people who lives van life, but lives van life somewhat stationary because you have a full-time job. So can you tell mm-hmm. us about that and how, like that aspect of van life? Yeah, I'm honestly really blessed because her dad is very flexible and we co-parent really well. So I think that laid the premise for van life being even possible for her and I is I'm able to easily, when she's with her dad for one week, you know, the next week I come and I get her and she's good to go. Like she's excited about it. She's ready to go. But it is very different um, than just traveling around whenever you want, however you want. Like we very much still live by the schedule that we kind of had before we even moved into the van. Um, Like I would go to work Sunday through Wednesday, work my 10 hour shifts. And then in the evenings I come home, I pick her up from her grandmother's where she's being watched while I'm in, while I'm at work and while she's in school. And then we'd spend our evenings together. And then on our days off, we try to go on an adventure. And so life, to be honest, hasn't changed. Like our house got smaller and that was it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What was the minimizing process like for you guys? Was it painful Mm -hmm. or relatively easy? It's interesting. My daughter in the beginning, she'll be like, Oh, I don't want to give my stuff away. But then like, as she starts looking through her things, she'll be like, Oh, can I give this away and that away? And before you know, I'm like, you don't really have anything. (laughs) So she, she does. Okay. Once she gets started, For me, it was a little bit rough in the very beginning. Um, I had very like curated things. Like I always get most of my furniture and whatnot from thrift stores. And so a lot of them were like little memories of me finding something that was like, would have normally been really expensive, but it was curated to like my specific style. And I found it somewhere on a, some trip or adventure. Um, So I had a lot of memories tied to things. um, A lot of things that I built or was really proud of. And I was coming down to crunch time. Honestly, that's what was going on is I procrastinated because I was still had my fears. I wasn't sure. And I started moving things into the van, like straight from the apartment. Like, okay, this piece of furniture is going to be my shelving. All right, let's get that out of the apartment. And as I started to see like the apartment empty, I started to feel like more excited. (laughs) At the same time, I was also packing for a backpacking trip, a seven day backpacking trip. And I put everything into my backpack. I threw a lot of stuff into the van. I gave a lot of things away. There's a woman's shelter nearby. So I took like any clothing and whatnot. And as it's more like, as I did it, the more free I felt like I was like, you know what? I have a lot more stuff than I, what I even use, you know, like outside of just like the cute part of my apartment, as I dug into like my closets and into storage and things like that, I realized I don't even use some of the stuff that I thought I was going to use. And I hadn't seen them or touched it in over a year. And so it was really freeing actually to start giving things away. And then I went on my backpacking trip 
And I was out in the middle of nowhere with just my backpack that held everything I needed for seven days. And I came back and my van felt stuffed. Like I felt like I had too much stuff. I was like, I just lived off of a backpack's worth of things. (laughs) And I have got this whole spacious van full of stuff. And that's when I went through and I actually got rid of a lot more stuff. Yeah. And even now, like I'm, even now, as I look at the van, there's still things I'm like, this could be more efficient or van life has changed things a little bit for me. And I realized, oh, I don't sort through a closet as much as I thought I would. Like I have three main things I wear. So even now I'm discovering I need less. Like I don't need more. I need less. (laughs) Yeah. I love this story. So you just needed to like start the process. It was stressful until you started doing it and then everything felt free. That's really cool. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, how do I start? And I guess you just start and then you start Mm -hmm. to see how you feel about it after that. Yeah. And the backpacking trip, like that's the perfect (laughs) way to do it. Right. Yeah. I have a really bad habit of like just jumping into things like unprepared and then come to realize, oh, okay. All right. It figures itself out as you do it. And it's taught me an important lesson too. Like I should prepare more, but at the same time, if I don't, it's the, nothing really bad is going to happen. And in truth, I will learn and grow from the experience. And I face a lot of my fears that way. Yeah. I think I do too. Like you just know, everything's going to be okay. Even if you forgot this or you don't have this or (laughs) this bad thing happens, like you work around it. And that is a really good learning tool. Yeah. So you are a single mom and you're Mm -hmm. also living in a van. What, like, I'm sure it's easier being stationary than like being a full-time van lifer on the road, but what is dating like? Like, how do you do do that? Um, Dating has been interesting. Um, because I had recently separated, I put aside dating for a while and just focused on like, okay, I'm going to move into a van. I'm going to do these things and enjoying my freedom as a single woman. It's very different from being married. And so I think a lot of me has been healing during that time, but then I started to open up a lot more and it's interesting. Like I realized that I've gotten so used to just like a certain life with me and my daughter that I have to open myself up. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's too much different than if I were in a house, to be honest, (laughs) other than maybe I'm a little less flexible to give up like a free life. Like people, when they date you, they kind of want you to settle down and van life is not really a settled down type of thing. Like you're usually an adventure seeking person and you're able to up and go whenever you want. Cause you literally have your house with you. Yeah. Um, so dating for me, has been interesting. I keep it very like open and freeing and honest. And it's just kind of like, as the wind goes to see how things happen and how it progresses. Um, but so far it's just been about like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm a terrible communicator. I sometimes up and go and I'm out of town. So when you text me to say, Hey, what are you up to today? I might be at the beach. Like, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's my day off. I'm out of town, you know? <laughs> The other thing is, um, I'm as a single mom, dating's a lot different than just a single woman in general. I mean, that's me deciding, do I want to get attached to somebody and bring them into my daughter's life? So I'm very cautious. I take my time. And most of all, I think I just stay true to myself. Like, if somebody is not into van life or into traveling, then I'm not actually interested. <laughs> yeah. So like knowing yeah. who you are really helps you decide who you might bring into your life. Yeah. 
that's really important. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything like EMT stuff that would be interesting to talk about as far as van life goes? Oh yeah, sure. Because um, <laughs> there aren't many female EMTs either, right? I mean, what are you guys like 5% of all EMTs or something? You know, I've never actually looked that up. I'm not even sure what the percentage would be. There are definitely more guys than girls, but I feel like it's been growing with like a lot more females are becoming firefighters and a lot more females are becoming EMTs. Um, so we're kind of, I think pretty soon we'll start to outnumber the guys because wow. I've seen a lot more women being hired than before. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. I, there... I also feel like um, van life and being in an ambulance, I felt those correlations very easily. So my coworker, my partner at work was telling me that how we work in the, in the ambulance is very similar to like how people live van life because we spend the majority of our time in a vehicle, like working all day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Rowan. You want to come say hi? Sure. We are parked outside of grandparents' house. Fun. Hey, Rowan, can you tell me how, what it's like being a kid living in a van? great it's great oh that's such a good answer sorry so cute yeah no it's 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 um fun right now because it was it's my work week but it's also my week with her yeah so we're we always stay parked by um her dad's parents house that's so amazing that you have that good of a relationship with him and his family that you guys can make that work yeah. Yeah. They, they're amazing. They told him, they're like, no matter, like, even if you're not married to her, like she's still our daughter. So good luck. <laughs> oh my God. What is he going to do when he finds another partner and she's not as amazing as you? They're going to be like, no, <laughs> I think we'll be we fine. <laughs> um, so far the people he's dated have gotten along great with me. So I'm not worried. <laughs> okay, good. His parents are probably still at night. Like, I don't like her as much as I like Natasha. <laughs> Oh man, but they're, they're great people. So I'm, I'm really blessed because they're so flexible with me living this lifestyle and their granddaughter living this lifestyle, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just want to come back to what it's like working all day in a van and then coming home mm -hmm. to a van. Does that feel stifling or does it still, do you come home and like feel, ah, do you feel, you know, <laughs> rest and ease? Um, to be honest, I just started working in the office about a year ago. So I'm in the office the majority of the time. I still work on the ambulance every once in a blue moon, but I, I love it. Like I've gotten used to it. And um, I think when you get used to running calls or, you know, a different alternative type of job and you have an alternative lifestyle, it kind of meshes. It makes it almost easier. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it more of a norm for me to like, be in the ambulance versus my office versus the van. Like it makes it life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then yeah. like cooking, um, just all like the normal life stuff. If do you like, like to work out or do yoga, like does any of that feel affected or does that just feel normal as well? COVID did affect a lot, to be honest. And it wasn't van life that affected it. It was COVID. Um, having the pandemic right now has been a rough transition. Yeah. Uh, as far as 
going to the gym and things like that. Like a big goal for me of transitioning into van life was going to the gym shower and um, get my workout on and shower. And here the gyms have opened back up, but their showers aren't open. So yeah. I relied heavily on family and friends to let me shower at their houses. And that's the only thing that like took me like a second to get used to, <laughs> but they've been really nice about it. And uh, the gym hours, unfortunately, are like during my work hours. So I struggled a little bit with that. Yeah. But to be honest, it's turned out to be a blessing because it pushes me to just go outside more often. Yeah. That's a really beautiful way to look at it. You're finding all the silver yeah. linings, which I think is what you have to do as a van lifer, right? Is just constantly pivot yeah. and mm-hmm. like, make things work. Yeah. You are made yeah. for it. And I will <laughs> say like my work life, when you're on an ambulance, um, back when I did like 12 hour shifts or 24 hour shifts, when you're, when you're on an ambulance for that long, you get really good at finding like public restrooms. <laughs> you get really good at finding like, where you need to go for what you need. And it's, it's transitioned into helping my, my knowledge bank. And it's helped me a lot with how comfortable I feel as a van lifer, how comfortable I feel about finding different places to park or whatnot. If I want to like venture farther out, um, being on an ambulance has really helped me prep with like scene safety and knowing where I'm at and being smart with like my surroundings and finding the amenities that I need. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like a lot of, have you met other female van lifers? And is that something that you guys like start talking about right away? Like is safety and how to find good places to park and how to like be aware of your surroundings? I've had a lot of, I've met a lot of people who talk about safety as a female, um, especially as a single solo female. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a lot of people concerned for me. And I've met some other female van lifers and we kind of all concur that first off, it's not as scary as people might think it might be. I mean, you hear stories, you hear like horror stories that can happen to people in the regular home or traveling or whatnot. And um, while that's really sad that those incidents have happened, they're very rare, actually. Uh, so it's always good to be like smart. There are certain things I think apply to everybody. Like you don't want to go parking in a neighborhood that doesn't look safe, you know, where you might have gang activity or whatnot. Like you have to be really careful. So I think there's, um, and always judging like the character of people around you. Like it's important to kind of take in what's happening and how they're acting or is there a drug deal going on or something like then you don't want to be in that area. So I think there's some common sense things that when you're in the city or in the suburbs, you can pull from. I personally grew up in the country and I love being outdoors and I find that being outdoors to me is the safest place. (laughs) I am less worried about what's happening with me and in the van with my daughter if I'm out in the middle of nowhere in the country versus if I'm in the city. I'm a little bit more stressed about it and I'm a lot more careful about where I'm going to park when I'm in the city. Yeah, that makes sense. And then financially, yeah. has this just like opened up doors for you? You're not paying for an apartment anymore. So are you yeah. able to <laughs> so that you can like have cooler adventures or what? Like, are you just like swimming in money right now? <laughs> well, to be honest, van life was also a huge goal financially. Um, I have a lot of debt that I have to pay off and I was struggling to make ends meet while I was in the apartment. So moving into a van has finally helped me start 
paying off my debt. And I'm so excited about it because I know like I can count out the time frame. like, okay, I'm going to be debt free in X amount of months. And I'm able to bulk up my savings, which is so amazing (laughs) because before I felt like my savings was just taking forever to bulk up unless I picked up a lot of overtime. Like I just felt like I was always stressed financially. Like I don't worry about it. Like I live within my means and I'm able to pay off debt and have a savings. Like that's definitely the beauty of van life. And like I had a little girl ask me, she's like, Oh, well, like, why are you homeless? (laughs) I was like, well, I'm not homeless. Like I chose this life and I built a tiny home. And I was like, I don't make any less money than I did before. Like there wasn't some big thing that happened in my life that forced me to not live in a building. Like life is whatever you want it to be. You could choose to live in a tent if you want to, you know, but I'm blessed because I have job security. I have a home that I've made for myself. And now I'm not stressing about debt anymore. And I'm able to start paying it off so that in the future, I'm going to be like set. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the scariest part about being American, an American right now is so many Americans are literally a month away from foreclosure and starving, you know? And if you, yeah. but there's no savings. And so you just even having like that bulked up savings and being yeah. able to continue to build on that means that you actually have security, real security. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm pushing towards. My goal is to eventually go part-time and work part-time and do more of the, the travel side of van life yeah. full-time. So I'm, I'm super happy that I can even have that option as a single mom. Yeah. Oh man. I'm wishing you so much luck on that. That sounds so amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sitting down to tiny home tours today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. And good luck with like all the travels and adventures. It's beautiful. And your daughter just seems like super happy and well-adjusted and everyone needs to know that it's not about the size of your home, but like what you can give them. That's way more important. The love, mm. the security. 100%. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tasha. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com.